0: Jubilee. Hello. So good to be with you. I meant to say to you um, last week, um, that's just rooted going out there. Uh, that's our youth group heading out. So if you're, if, you're, if you're still in here and you're of secondary school age, just saying you don't have to be. Uh, you can go where there's sweets and fun and good Bible teaching. Um, none of that uh, all of those things are also going to be present in here as well. Um actually sorry apart from the sweets sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry uh yeah. Jen I think there are there might be some sweets in the bottom of my bag so it, like um yesterday um I spent uh, had the privilege of spending some time with Wildwood Church in Stafford. Um they send their greetings to us, um, and uh, they, they are uh, lifting us up and, and, um, and praying for us. Also, what I meant to mention to you uh, last week was uh, we, uh, we were, had the privilege of being at Soul Survivor Church in Watford a few, week, uh, a few weekends ago as we were taking our daughter down there, and again they send their greetings uh, to us and are lifting us up in prayer. So... Um, Last week, we had um, we started this journey. Well, second start of of a journey through the Gospel of Mark. This is the fast-paced story of Jesus. And do you remember that when we were talking about it being fast-paced, that um, I'm giving you encouragement instruction reminder that if you hear any word like immediately or at once or at that time then you can say you can bring out your best racing car noise and go meow any that we're doing the gospel of mark that's taking us all the way through to next easter so so i'm very hopeful that sometimes whoever's up here will forget about it and you will frighten the life out of them and keep them on their toes. Um uh we had the the privilege last week of looking at the really the proclamation and the anointing of Jesus as King in his baptism and, and um what what we see in Mark is that um uh We see some of the the, the physical things representing what's spiritually going on. And this was in Jesus' physical baptism. And he was being announced to the world as king. And for us, actually, just outside of the doors, um, two hours later, the king, the new king, Charles III, was being proclaimed in the market square. Um, This week, um, we're going to be looking at a series of uh, healings. That occur in uh, in in Mark one. We're going to be starting off at Mark uh, chapter one verse twenty one, and heading through to uh, Mark two verse twelve. It's quite a big piece of scripture. Uh, You might want to start finding it in your Bibles now. If you haven't got your Bibles with you, that's okay. It'll be coming up on the screen. Um, And in in these stories, um, uh, in these accounts of healings that we see of what Jesus does. Um, that there's a moment where uh, people are digging through the roof and lo- lowering their friend down to meet Jesus because there's just no space. I think the closest we got to that this morning was um, one, of the, one of these floor tiles fell down um, and uh, we've already fixed it. Okay, so, so um, a, a very, a, a, is that as close as we're going to get to, to seeing the, the physical reality of the spiritual authority to heal this morning? I hope not. Um, I'm I'm trusting that that Jesus will heal people this morning. We are going to read many stories of him. The Bible, let let me summarize it for you. Jesus heals everyone of everything in these in these in these next few chapters. Um, uh, That's basically what happens. We will, we will read it as well. But, but, um, but just a summary, Jesus heals everyone of everything. There's no disease he can't touch. There's no person that he can't reach. And I trust that we will see the same this morning. That as we pray for his kingdom to come, as we pray for his healing hand upon anyone here who is sick, um, we're going to be doing that at the end and I, I trust we're going to see some remarkable things as he reaches in and heals physical illnesses heals emotional pains heals our hearts Jesus does this in a really holistic way um, let's, let's start off then we'll have a look at Mark chapter 1 verse 21 I'll just pray I have a drink. I'm not going to spray this at anyone today. Uh, You don't have to get your umbrellas up. (laughs) Sorry if there's some... We'll pray for your PTSD as well, Elliot. I'm sorry about that. Uh, I I soaked him last week. Um, uh, let's, Let's pray, shall we? Heavenly Father, as we come to these eternal words that were written many, many years ago, Know that there is such truth in them, and we ask that you would take what we have this morning, and these words that we go into this morning, and that you would take us deeper into them, that we would see Jesus through these words. Lord, would you help me to explain it? Holy Spirit, I pray that you would take these words and apply it to our hearts, that that we would see in such physical reality this morning your authority and your power of your kingdom. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So, this is Mark 1, chapter 21. They went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, Jesus went into the synagogue and began to teach. The people were amazed at his teaching, because He taught them as one who had authority. Let me hear you say authority. 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 That word's going to come up a bit today. Um, Not as teachers of the law. Just then, thank you, um, a man in their synagogue who was possessed by an impure spirit cried out, what do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are. You're the Holy One of God. Be quiet, Jesus said sternly. I could have done that a bit more sternly, but apologies. Come out of him. The impure spirit shook the man violently and came out of him with a shriek. The people were all so amazed that they asked each other, What is this? A new teaching and with authority. He even gives orders to impure spirits and they obey him. News about him spread quickly over the whole region well over the whole region of Galilee. As soon as they left the synagogue, um, they, went, they went with James and John to the home of Simon he's also called Peter. This is, this is kind of Peter's eye view gospel this, this is. Um, uh, Simon and Andrew. Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they immediately yeah. told Jesus about her and the fact that Peter would probably have to cook if, he didn't, if Jesus didn't do anything about it. Um, uh, so he went to her, took her hand, and helped her up. And the fever left her, and she began to wait on them. That evening, after sunset, the people brought to Jesus all the sick and demon-possessed. The whole town gathered at the door, and Jesus healed many, who had various diseases. He also drove out many demons, but he would not let the demons speak because they knew who he was. Very early in the morning, whilst it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Simon and his companions went out to look for him, and when they found him, they exclaimed, Everyone's looking for you! Jesus replied, Let's go somewhere else. To the nearby villages, so I can preach there also. That's what. Um, that's why I've come. So he travelled throughout Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. A man with leprosy came to him and begged him on his knees. He said, "If you are willing, you can make me clean." And Jesus was indignant. He, one of the one of the um. Translations for this is like Jesus was gutted for the guy. Like he was like, oh. just seeing the, the predicament of this guy, and he was gutted for him. Um, he, was in, he was indignant. He reached out his hand, touched the man, said, I am willing, be clean. Immediately the leprosy yeah. left him and he was cleansed. Jesus sent him away at once with a strong warning. Yes. He said, don't tell this to anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer sacrifices that, Mo- that Moses has commanded for your cleansing as a testimony to them. Instead, he went out, began to talk freely, spread in the news, and as a result, Jesus could no longer enter a town openly, but stayed outside in lonely places, yet people still came to him from everywhere. A few days later, when Jesus entered Capernaum, the uh, the people heard that he'd come home. They gathered in such large numbers, there was no room left, not even outside the door, and he preached the word to them. Some, some men bringing to him a paralyzed man carried uh, carried by four of them. And since they could not get to him, uh, because they could not get, to, uh, get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof Um, above Jesus by digging through it and then lowered the mat down that the man was lying on and when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, son, your sins are forgiven. Probably not what his mates brought him there for. Now some teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves, why does this fellow talk like that? He, he's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but for God alone? Immediately, Jesus knew in his spirit that this was um, what they were thinking in their hearts. And he said to them, why are you thinking these things? Which is easier for, to say to this paralyzed man? That your sins are forgiven? Or to say, get up, take your mat and walk but I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. And so he said to the man, I tell you, get up, take your mat and go home. He got up, took his mat, walked out in full view of them all. This amazed everyone. And they praised God, saying, we have never seen anything like this. All these stories that we've, heard start off with they're just amazing people, just amazing people. You you've probably seen, um, seen the stories those kind of early Hollywood movies, telling kind of the the story of the Western frontier. We we just call, we call them westerns, right? Where where um, uh, the law of an established kingdom like like Great Britain, like the United Kingdom. Um, uh, which once projected their laws into into America or the law the established laws of, of New York on the East Coast. Um, uh, they, the laws were still there, but the further and further that people went west away from from the established laws, kind of the more distant a memory those laws appeared to be. And, and who was there in authority to, to really make sure that people were sticking to the law? You know, these were just small collections of, of towns in, um, in the western frontier. And, and it, there's, this, there's this common scene, isn't there, where, where you know, the, basically no one knows who's in charge. And then in walks this new sheriff. This new sheriff, who's applying all the same laws, but it just has a fresh grasp on it. Maybe he's heard about them more recently. Maybe he's heard about them more recently because he's he's just he's just been appointed, and he's got the, he's got the power. He's got his he's got his Smith and Wesson or whatever whatever firearm they had in the day, and he's got this badge of authority on on his lapel. And this new Sheriff is in town. Applying the same laws, but with a new authority. And we read of Jesus. A bit, this is a bit like him. There'd been so much time between, between how people had understood the law that was given and, and that they'd that, that basically been silenced for, from God for hundreds of years. And in that silence, people had just gone kind of further and further away from God, and they put some of their own expectations into the gaps that they'd they'd filled in. And and so here comes Jesus calling people back to exactly who God has made them to be. And he's demonstrating it with authority, and he's demonstrating it with power. Can you still hear me okay? Yeah? Great. Um, So... First one, there's a man with an impure spirit in the synagogue. So Jesus goes into the synagogue. It, it appears that this guy's just part, part of the synagogue. Okay, he's part of the community, part of the group there. And, and there, there's a sort of acceptance amongst everyone. Well, not much we can do about this. And yet Jesus immediately speaks to the guy, speaks, speaks to the impure spirit, and says uh, and, and calls it out of him. And everyone is amazed. There's this, there's this new authority where they, they just they're, perhaps they're, the law hadn't changed, the power of God hadn't changed, but their expectations of what God could do had. Haven't seen God move for a while? And so the expectations come down a little bit. Everyone's amazed. After this, the, everyone's talking about it, and, and Jesus goes to the house of Simon and Andrew. And it, in the midst of all this hype, even in their own home, they tell Jesus about uh, Simon's mother-in-law. And immediately he heals her. there might be a difference that you feel between church and your family life. It might be that you feel like there's a strain between the amount of time or emotional energy that that church and living for God in public takes and the amount that it takes uh, and what needs to be balanced with your family. Very clearly here, Jesus says, Simon, I know you're coming after me, you're following me. I care about your family too. I care about what's going on in your own home. And this, this was a fever. It might not, you know, this could have been something that she might have got over anyway. could have been something terrible. Who knows? Jesus still reaches in and changes the situation right there. Right there um, there's nothing too big it doesn't have to be someone's totally paralyzed it doesn't have to be someone who's got leprosy can be someone who's not, just not feeling well that day someone who's not been sleeping well could just be that he's got power and authority to bring healing and change to that person too amen amen, amen. amen. right so um, he doesn't just heal people at church. He might do it in your own home. I've, I've seen Jesus heal in my own home. Um, he doesn't just do it at the big conferences. He doesn't just do it at New Day. And, and we hear stories about it when people come back. May well do story, there may well be testimonies to tell this morning, that's I'm believing for it, of the healing that he brings to us this morning. Um, I'd love us later on to pray for if, if you're sick. Actually, if there's someone in your family who's sick that you'd like to pray for as well, I'd love us to pray for them. Um, if, there's, if there's anyone here with a problem with the right side of their body, particularly the right, their right hand, right wrist maybe, um, I'd love to be able to pray for you. We're going to be doing that later on. Let me just... Let you know. That's what we want to do. Uh, that's not the only person that we'll pray for there, okay? Right, so after this, um, uh, after we've seen Jesus heal, um, uh, well, drive out an impure spirit out of a man, he, he's, gone, he's um, healed Simon's mother-in-law, and then he go, gets up early in the morning, goes out to pray. Jesus goes out to pray, when everything's going well. Jesus, like, Simon and his mates come to him and say, Jesus, what are you out here for? Like, everyone's looking for you. Like, it's all going well, Jesus. You don't need to come and pray, yeah? It's all, go- it's all going super good. We're not asking, we don't, like, we don't need to ask God for anything right now. It's, it's fine. If you... If you were trying to work out, if you were doing an investigation into Jesus, if you were were in power at the time and you were going, I need to find out about this Jesus, and you were Detective Sergeant Sanhedrin or something like this, and, and you are trying to find out about him and you put this guy under surveillance, you put Jesus under surveillance, I think pretty quickly you would come to the conclusion that the way that Jesus is with people and, du- and works in the big and in the small, and then he withdraws to go and be with his father and get direction. Jesus said, I only do what I see the father doing. If you're wondering where his power comes from, you'd see, you'd see that he, he goes from the big to the small to withdraw, and he's spending time with his father and Holy Spirit and being empowered and directed. And immediately... Jesus says, let's go somewhere else. That's so I can preach the good news to other villages and towns and cities. That's why I've come. Straight away. God's already been talking to him and saying, well, it's time to move on from here. Let's go. Let's go. And we come on to, um, uh, we come on to this story now of um, that. The bible calls, calls not just a healing but a cleansing um, and it 's cleansing of a of a disease called leprosy now let let's let 's under, let's understand that there are some things that we understand now about leprosy that th- people were in their sort of their infancy of understanding um, uh, in in bible times okay so they, they thought it was contagious. It is contagious. It's not very contagious. You have to spend a long time with somebody over, uh, with prolonged contact in order to catch leprosy. What we know of leprosy nowadays is that um, about two to 300,000 people are newly diagnosed with leprosy around the world. It doesn't really occur. Well, it doesn't occur in the UK. Last time we Anyone contracted it in the UK was in the 1700s. So it's not, it's not a thing that routinely affects our lives, but this isn't, this isn't an ancient disease. This is very much with us. If you can, imma- if you can imagine a city the size of Derby every year contracting leprosy, that's, that's what happens around the world. And still today, it is understood in this context of fear because it's contagious and shame. That, that actually people really thought this is something to do with sin, um, and, and uh, that all, all, the, all of the law kept, you had to keep people away. One of the things was like quarantining people, keeping them out of the city. Today, people will, subsistence farmers, will see marks on their skin, and try to cover them up. Try to spend a few extra months with their family before maybe, before maybe the, the, the clawing of their hand, the, the, the muscle tightness, the, the problems with their tendons or the, or the sores that, that start to develop mean that they can't do their job anymore. And they have to go and seek help. And they won't just go and seek help in the village that they live in. Because of the shame of it. So they go much, much further away. And they go much, much further away. And they have to receive a, a really good treatment. But the treatment takes about a year. So so this isn't an ancient disease. What is, you know what I'm saying. This affects many people in this world today. And the way that it was dealt with in... in Bible times in, in Galilee and in Judea was we're gonna we're, we're gonna send this person out of the city. We don't want them to, to spread it inside. Even if you had come into contact with someone with leprosy, like that would make you ceremonially unclean. You wouldn't be able to then be in community with other people for, for a week. You'd have to Undergo really, uh, really rigorous cleansing procedure, and present yourself to the priest, and the priest would get to decide whether or not you could come back into community. So, so even just touching someone um, was was uh, really frowned upon and fearful. We know now quite a bit about what it's like to be isolated. That's something that's, that we've experienced recently. Yeah? It's something that, that we've, we've gone, okay, someone in your family has COVID, so therefore you can't come to work or you, or you can't go out to the shops because someone in your family's got it and, and we want to limit the spread whilst we don't understand really what's going on. And that's, that's, how, it was, that's how it was going down in, um, in ancient Galilee but actually their experience of, of the damage of what it is to be separated from your family for time is something that I think many of us can now relate to. Maybe you've lost people... Or colleagues, <laughs> or maybe you've just been brutally hurt by not being able to be in community for for years with other people. the The, the impact that we've that we've been through on people's mental health is still becoming apparent. Schools nowadays, are, th- this term, are going. What is it with our kids, like? We've isolated them for years, and now, ah, this is just not right. Something has something broken here. If you're willing, you can heal me, Jesus, says the guy. Jesus says, what are you talking about? Of course I'm willing. Of course I'm willing to heal. When we come and pray, we're going to pray in faith, not oh, if it's your will that you heal me. Of course, He is willing. There is so much mystery around this. I don't understand all of the different things that are going on with healing. There's so much mystery around healing. We know that Jesus, we know that people, not everyone is healed when we pray. But of course, Jesus is willing. Of course, He is willing. And what we do know is that if we don't pray, there won't be healing. So let's take the opportunity. Yeah, he, All this guy's asking for is a word of healing from Jesus. And Jesus decides to reach out in love. He decides to touch the man before he's even healed him. He decides to say, of course I'm willing Touches him and then says, "Be healed." He he decides to become ceremonially unclean. He he reaches out. This is this is what we what we understand of the suffering servant in Isaiah uh, that, that Isaiah prophesied about that surely he has borne our infirmities. We read of that in in Isaiah fifty three. willing. Jesus is God. The Bible describes him as, I am the Lord who heals. We read of that in Exodus Exodus 15. That's one of the names of God. Jesus is fully God, fully man, and it, as fully God, he's saying, of course I'm willing to heal. I am the Lord who heals. One of, one of the things, one of the names for God is, I am the God who saves you from all of your calamities and distresses. That to me is not the catchiest name, um, but, but it describes what's going on, doesn't it? I mean, you understand, I am, the, I am the God who saves you out of all your calamities and distresses? Yes, yes, of course he is willing to heal. Surely he has taken up our infirmities, carried our sorrows, and the man is healed. And then Jesus says, "Right, don't tell anyone about this. Go off and present yourself to the priest, because I don't just care that you are now made better. Everyone still thinks you're a le- um, that you've got leprosy, and you will not be allowed to come in. So why don't you go and well, go and show yourself to the priest." I want you to be socially restored. I want you to come back into community. I, I want you to come back in from the outside where you were outside of the city and come back into community. One of the things that I, that we read throughout the Gospel of Mark is Jesus is, is saying, don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. Like one of the obvious reasons for this, one of the obvious things that Mark tells us right here is, is just about crowd control. Yeah, is, is that he's actually there are other reasons going on as well, but the, the, the main thing right now, it's just about crowd control. If you go out and tell everyone, then I'm not going to be able to speak to people in the, in the cities, and the villages, and Jesus has to go out into lonely places. Now, people still can't find him there, But he came to bring the good news. And we get this foretaste now that he's reached out to touch, reached out in love, touched this man with leprosy who's now healed, restored. It gives him everything to be restored back into social community. And where does Jesus have to go? Out to the lonely places. Literally. Trades places with this man. Writer to the book of Hebrew, uh, writer to the Hebrews, says, Jesus suffered outside of the city gate to make people holy through his own blood. He has traded places with this guy, and now Jesus goes out. Of the city. He's not. This is not someone who just wants to make you better. He wants to make you better. That you might be restored and built into community. And be made into a living stone. And play your part in his body. Um, There's many other reasons why Jesus uh, doesn't want to. might, might not want to tell people right now who he is. We'll go into those another time, I promise you. Um, uh, but we, the final healing that we see is Jesus is back in Capernaum. Everyone goes, "Yes, Jesus, you're home." The, everything's been building up now to, to um, all the hype's been going. Oh, like when's Jesus coming back? When is when's he going to be here? Hey, everyone, Jesus is back. Let's all go over his house or Simon's house or whoever it was, whoever house it was. And we see actually another problem with with why Jesus didn't want everyone to know. It's like crowds literally ruin your roof. Yeah, Cost of following Jesus is high. Houses are a blessing. We are meant to leak out the blessings of Jesus. It's very literally going on. Someone's roof is getting torn up. Um, And Jesus has to say, I forgive you. But he also says, that's not what the guy came for. The guy came because he's paralysed on a mat, can't move. I forgive you. I forgive your sins. Pharisees are saying, why? Why are you doing this? Why are you talking like this? Who can forgive sins apart from God? Oh, Jesus is saying, that's who I am. I am God. I am the Lord who heals I am the God who saves you out of all of your calamities and distresses. I am God. Interestingly, the way he says it, though, is he doesn't say, "Oh, so that you might know that the Son of God has authority. He says, so that you might know that the Son of Man has authority. So he is describing himself as fully God. I can forgive you. He's also describing himself as fully man. I am the Son of Man. And the Son of Man is... is, is, a, is um, a person described in, in the book of Daniel, we straight out of Daniel seven. Um, and, and what we read of in Daniel seven is the son of man in this kind of in, in this revelation is is held up as this exalted, powerful figure in judgment who's working with the Almighty and and Jesus is saying, I'm the Son of Man. And everyone's thinking, Son of Man is here, exalted in judgment, in power, can end your life. So that you know that Son of Man has the authority to forgive sins, is what Jesus says. He's taking this idea that, that God is just out here to, to judge you. He's, that God is just out here to bring an end to it. No. He's saying so that you know that the Son of Man has the authority to forgive. If you're here today, maybe you're watching online and thinking, I just hope I make it through this service without God like bursting me into flames or something like that because I'm I, I don't belong here, I'm, I'm not good enough. God. It's taken everything in me to get to this point to be able to come. And I want to see Jesus, but surely he's just going to judge me. Does that look like he's going to judge you when he reaches out to touch the one who's, uh, who's he has to trade places with to pick up your infirmities and diseases? He, that is not a God who is going to uh, judge you and leave you high and dry He's one who's wanting to reach out in love, identify with you, that you might know him and be welcomed into community. We have heard a lot of stories of healing. I just want us to be able to pray for people who need healing now. Um, Adam, are you still around? Are you able to come in? And- Thank you, mate. Um, Come and lead us, uh, play for us as we do. Um, So we're going to have some music going on in the background. Maybe we'll get a chance to sing. I don't know. But what I do know is that God didn't just heal people 2,000 years ago. I've I've seen that with my own eyes. I've I've known it in my own body. I know that he's, that when we say, Lord, if you're willing, he's going, of course I'm willing to heal. So I'd love us to pray now for healing. So could we stand? Is that all right? Just gonna, we're going to re- respond now in prayer, in song, in worship. If you are here, and you are, or watching with us online, and you are, and something's not right in your body, uh, something is not right that you're thinking. Oh, I want Jesus to heal this. Okay, then we're going to we're going to pray for you. Yeah, you're going to have a chat. I'm going to pray from the front and pray, and and we'll pray for you. As, as you're as you here, I just want—is there anyone here who's got a, a problem with their their right hand um, or the right side of their body? Love to be able to pray. If you're if you're happy to just just uh, if you come up to the to the front and, and uh, I'm, I'm sure some of our Friends will pray for you. Uh, it might not be just this person as well. So, um, so actually there may be others of you who are saying, actually, yeah, that's me, uh, right side of my body, um, right hand particularly. Uh, yeah, we'd love to be able to pray. I wonder if we could get some people uh, up to pray with, with you. Um, please, if you're, if you're a member of Jubilee, leaders if you're a life group leader or just be just be ready to to pray with one another please i'm going to pray now from the front where you are okay so if you have something that is not right not right in your body uh we would we're gonna uh we're gonna pray for that so why don't you take a hand and and put it onto uh the part of your body that's not right uh that that you want to be healed uh and let's, let's ask God for healing here. So, Lord, I thank you for the victory that you won over sin and death. Lord, I thank you that you are willing to heal. I thank you that you have come to heal in your authority and you've given us that authority too as believers in you. And we, in all of that authority, Jesus, we speak to every sickness, every pain, every infirmity that is represented here today. Jesus, you can see where my friends, my brothers and sisters have got their, uh, where they're touching, where, where they're seeking healing. Lord, you can see where people who are watching this online are seeking healing for. And in the great and powerful name of Jesus, which has authority over sickness and sin and death, I speak to that illness. I speak to that pain. I speak to that infirmity, I speak to the wearing out and I say go in the name of Jesus, get off of them, leave them now, in Jesus name go, you must leave my sister alone, get out of his body now, get out of my brother's body, pain, sickness, you have no place here in this believer in Jesus you have no pain no place here in this in this uh, in this child of the risen king go now in the name of Jesus and do not come back and Holy Spirit we just ask you now would you come and make all things new Holy Spirit, we welcome you to, to come from the, the top of my friends' heads right down to their feet. Would you, would you come like, like oil to renew every fiber, every muscle, every tendon, every cell? Would you take it and own it for you? In your name, in your great name, Jesus, we thank you. Amen. Amen. All right, so now we're going to check. We've been praying for healing. This is not just a. This is not just a. Well, I hope. I hope you might be. This is a. What? Let's see what God's done. Let's see what God's done. Um, so whether you're here, whether you're watching online, I would love you to just. Can you see whether you've still got the pain? Can you see whether there's a th- there's something that you couldn't do that now that you can do? Let's see what God's what's God's done. What's He doing? Maybe you think actually I came in today and the pain was just an eight. It was an eight. And do you know what? We've prayed and it's a it's a four now. Maybe it's that. I, I wonder if if that is if that is you and you might not be able to test it you might not be able to check it out right now but if you know that right now God's done something you just lift up your hand to me Maybe if you're online, we'd love if you've got a story of healing. We'd love you to contact us. Uh, or if you're watching on Church Online, you can you can contact us directly. Um, there, there's a there's a button on there, or you can get in touch with the uh, with our church via email. Just let us know what's going on for you and the power of God at work in your life. So I'm just I'm just looking to see now. If, is there is there anyone here that's been healed is there any difference in what you could do and what you can do now look the roof's coming in already people are eager to get to jesus i don't want you to say if if it isn't we're not here to we're not in the business of making it up but we are definitely in the business of celebrating how good he is right amen yeah yeah